This episode is brought to you by Affordable Drill Towers. Founded in 2016 by our good friend Steve Sanguidoce, a retired Houston, Texas firefighter, the Affordable Drill Tower was designed and built with functionality and versatility in mind for any training ground. As a standalone training tower and add-on to an existing burn building or connect setup, the Affordable Drill Tower packs a massive punch at an affordable price tag. With over 50 towers across the country, from Massachusetts to California, Montana to Texas, professionally engineered, NFPA and ISO compliant, the Affordable Drill Towers brings the versatility to your training ground. From Main Street USA, the small town fire company in their back parking lot, to the training grounds of the largest metropolitan fire academy, the Affordable Drill Tower fits the bill for price and functionality. Check them out at AffordableDrillTowers.com. And two things I like to talk about also when talking about our friends over at Affordable Drill Towers. One, their customized training program. They have the ability to bring some of the best talent from across the country to your home turf after the install of the Affordable Drill Tower. Designing a customized training program for you and your department, Steve will facilitate some of the biggest and brightest names of the American Fire Service to come in and work with you and your department. And secondly, and I think most important, is Steve's belief in need over greed. The affordable drill tower company gives back to not-for-profits that support organizations in the American Fire Service. Organizations such as the Joey D Foundation, which is near and dear to Steve Sanguidoche's heart, as well as many other not-for-profits that he takes a part of. He takes great pride in providing funding for organizations that push this job forward. So check them out. Steve and Dennis over at Affordable Drill Towers. Send them an email at info at affordabledrilltowers.com. Check them out on social media. And their YouTube page is kicking butt with great information, training nuggets, and information about their towers. So check them out, Affordable Drill Towers, and let them know Jeremy over at National Fire Radio sent you. This episode's brought to you by Ridgeway Leatherworks. Ridgeway Leatherworks is a firefighter-owned and operated business as well as a family-run business, and that's what I love about it. Rob and his family are passionate about their customer service and the quality product and craftsmanship they put out for the emergency services. Rob's been on the show. We've been to his his business. We've seen them in action. I've even tried to hand-paint radio straps. I promise you, it is not as easy as what the final outcome looks like. The product is so good, it's so clean and crisp, and yet, man, it takes that steady hand. Rob's become a near and dear friend of our podcast, and you hear that over and over when we talk about our sponsors, that they're friends, supporters, and that's what this networking community is all about, is supporting one another. Ridgeway Leatherworks, Rob Meyer, crushing it. Quality and craftsmanship is number one. Customer service is right there with it. From custom radio straps, universal radio holsters, chin straps, flashlight holders, anti-sway straps, and locker tags made out of leather, there's plenty of opportunity along the way when you deal with Ridgeway Leatherworks. So check them out at RidgewayLeatherworks.com. Find them on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And tell Rob you heard about him on the National Fire Radio platform and give them a little pluck and tell them keep up the good work we need to support our firefighter owned businesses and especially family run businesses where his two daughters and his wife help out day in and day out along with his other employees so again ridgeway leatherworks check them out at ridgewayleatherworks.com and find them on all your social media channels yeah oh it's telling what we're recording so god you do the intro I do the intro. It's like, hey, sure. what's up? I'm not even sure what we're recording here. I, I know. So this hey, was up on my this, recording, this and I don't a, have an episode. What is this? What is this a just... Friday morning mashup of National Fire Radio and the size up. And uh, what it was is, I need some filler for next week on the podcast. Full transparency. And so, who better to call than my friend Pip, who loves to talk on the microphone? And uh, but before we get to the topic at hand that we want to do. Um, and it should be said that um, the stuff we're going to talk about in a little bit is fun because, you know, it, it has nothing to do with the firehouse. It's more kitchen table. What? I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that. It has nothing to do with the size of it. Well, no, I think what this it also shows, too, is just things we talk about. Right. Because we do talk about this topic quite often. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to hop into that. But before we get there, I wanted to ask you uh, on a sincere note, um, the size of how's it going, man? 
It's epic, man. I, I, you know, this week's episode, well, I guess different week, but whenever we're recording, you know, my guest talked about doing daily, uh, like gratitude, uh, things like he reads a gratitude, uh, journal or writes in a gratitude journal. And, uh, you know, uh, it's it's been a big week because you showed me some numbers from behind the scenes that people yeah. don't get to see. And, you know, my gratitude for that is the listeners, like the national fire radio listeners are tuning in every, every Tuesday to hear me, which is crazy. You know, you it's cool. It. Right. So like when you break it all down, like we didn't know how this was going to play out, but I, I believe that the fire service is much bigger than just talking strategy, tactics, tradition, and culture. There's so much more to it. And when you and I talked years ago about rolling out another brand under the National Fire Radio platform, you know, um, and the size up just naturally popped. And it was like one of those things where it's like a health and wellness and lifestyle type podcast. You've been interviewing different people. You're going to start going down different avenues, too, which you and I've been talking about, which will be fun for you. Um, but it it rounds out kind of like what we're looking for as a platform, you know, national fire radio is great, man. I love what I get to do. I get to interview and talk with some great guys and grab some incredible training nuggets and culture and tradition stuff and management and leadership, like all that. It's great, but there's so much more to all of this. Plus it's creating a place where people can come and just unplug and listen. And um, so it was important to bring the size up on. Um, I know you're enjoying it. Um, you've had some great conversations and, like you said, too, the numbers have been unbelievable. People don't realize, but we're upwards of 120,000 downloads a month on the platform across the board. Um, your episodes don't really skip a beat, so it's the same numbers typically across the board. So you're crushing it, man. You're doing a great job. Um, and we have some other personalities that are going to be coming on the platform soon that are going to even round out what National Fire Radio stands for across the board. So it's been fun. But for you personally, though, um, what's the struggles with it? There's got to be. Dude, it's hard as hell. Yeah. Well, talk about that because some, you know, a lot of people don't realize the work that goes into it. And I'm not here to, you know, sit here and say, oh my God, it's so much work because I enjoy the, the enjoyment I get out of this is 10 times over any of the work that goes into it. But sure. there is a ton of work that goes into it. Talk to me a little bit about that because I think that was eye opening for you once you got on a consistent schedule to start really seeing what, how, and how this all plays out. Yeah. I mean, the, the, okay. I've just so now, you know, in my 29 episodes of podcasting, people are like, hey, I think we're going to start a podcast. And, and and literally, I think it's happened three people in the past two weeks, yeah. uh, one from the fitness world, uh, one from the fire service world and one from like the fire service business end. And they're like, what do you think? And I'm like, don't do it. Why? Don't, <laughs> like, don't do it. Like, I tell everybody, you know, well, again, it. see, I tell people the exact opposite Why? because I want them to know the challenges that they're going to face before they just go into this, that it's not just, Hey, I want to start a podcast and we're going to talk, you know, there's the setup, there's the guest, there's the, you know, the audio component that comes in, there's the clipping up for your social media, there's the keeping the social media up. And when you look at folks uh, on the, uh, I guess the highly successful or famous folks that have a podcast, they're paying people to do all these other things. They have a scheduler, they have an editor, they have an audio engineer. Uh, we do have an audio engineer, uh, never. Sebi sits in the background and does that for us for sure. But there's just a lot of work that goes into it. And I am enjoying every minute of it. I'm enjoying being on the guest hunt and yeah. having people come to me to say they want to be on the podcast and me be like, all right, let me get you scheduled. And uh, it's great. It's just trying to the time too. you know, your time matters, their 100%. time matters, you know, and, and there's all that that goes into it. And I think the other thing is just the consistency of it all. You know, I just had our friend Brian. All right, I'm going to do it right. Solar on yesterday, not solar. Like I've said for years, it's sol solar. I I'll take your word for it. My brain doesn't work that way. Right. And even he was saying, you know, with, with his podcast, the, the professional brotherhood, you know, the consistency of doing it week after week is probably the biggest challenge, you know, is to, to not to show up and not because I don't want to do it. It's just making sure everything's lined up to do it. Yeah, I, it's it's wild. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, though, in, in full transparency, this is a business. National Fire Radio is a business. It's a platform. We generate revenue through advertisement sponsorships and then other avenues as well. And so, you know, that helps with the consistency, because when when you can turn this into your side hustle, if you will, um, you know, it certainly um, it's like going to work, but you get to do it by talking and, and 
you know, from your living room, if you will, or your your office there. And so, you know, that part of it makes it a little bit easier. But it took us a long time to get to this place where we can monetize. It's not that easy. Um, yeah. I have a lot of people always ask me about the podcast and how do you do it? How, how I'd love to start one. And I'm like, good, go do it. Go buy a microphone. You can even start in your phone. Just start. Yeah, audio you don't really need the fancy equipment, right, but right, it definitely right. helps. It definitely helps. Yeah. Well, of course. And and the one thing that you have to be conscious of is like sound, right? Like nobody wants to listen to terrible sound. You could watch some grainy television or a grainy video, but nobody wants to hear terrible audio. And and audio is much more important than video. And it has to be clean and crisp. And if it's not, people tune out. They don't want to listen to it. It's obnoxious. It's annoying, right? But I challenge everyone. I I think there's so much out there that can be shared. I think what happens, though, is you have to stay focused. You have to figure out what the mission is. You got to figure out what the message is. You have to hold true to that message and you have to bring value to the listener. It's not about myself. It's not about it. It's about the guest and their message and how to relay that to what you think the community or the listeners want. And I think, too, you know, for us, you know, we, we are kind of pigeonholed in, in the emergency services end of the fire service. It's it's where we started. And with the size up, you know, I have people saying like, well, I want to talk about engine work because I hear you talk about engine work. Or I want to talk about truck work like you talk about truck work. And I'm like, look, we'll sprinkle that stuff in our conversation. But what else do you do yeah. outside of the fire service? That's the size up end of it. Right. And I'm going to have someone come on that was a a, a former BMX racer. That I was like, yo, you did BMX, like uh, BMX bandits, like, and and Rad. Remember Rad, the movie Rad? <laughs> right? I think we talked about Rad. Rad? No, I don't, I don't know Once if we before. have, but we can. We definitely have talked sure. about Rad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't know if I'm, I'm qualified to talk about it. But um, but I'm like, dude, that's, and he's like, I could talk about that for hours. And I'm like, cool, teach me about BMX and teach our listeners because who knows who's out there listening that is like, I could try that or my kid does that or something. I think and it, yeah, go ahead. that's the exciting part. Of, that's the exciting part of doing this. And I think that's been my exciting part on my journey is just meeting different people and hearing their stories, whether it be health and wellness, whether it be small business, whether it be whatever it is they do, you know, let, let me know, man, what you jumped out of planes. Cool. I want to know about that. You know, you I know? mean, being a fireman career volunteer, it's a part of your life. It's not your life. I mean, it, it tends to run a lot of our facets in life, but yeah. we still have hobbies outside of it. We have families, we have interests, we have things that we like to do. And that needs to be celebrated and talked about because we need to turn this job off. We need to be able to walk away from it, take a time out, reset, and be able to come back to it. Because if we don't, we're going to get burned out. And those are the guys that walk away disgruntled. Those are the guys that are having those daily struggles in the firehouse because, you know, sometimes you just got to turn it off and walk away. And that even that comes from a guy, me, who lives this top 10 hours every year forever. Yeah, yeah, I got plaques on the wall. Get out of here. No, the point is, like, I live this, though. You know, yeah. between business meetings with manufacturers, marketing and sales meetings, uh, podcast episodes, podcast pitching, guest invitations, podcast uh, advertisement, solicitation, like you name it, the list goes on and on. I mean, this is this I live I live this 24 hours a day. This is what I do, you know, and um, and yet I still find myself some weekends literally turning everything off and walking away from it. And I have to, you need, you need to, and you must have listened to episode 29 with the professional Jeez. brotherhood. We talked about turning it off. Even, sure. even volunteers need to take a few weeks off of your subtlety on pitching your show is unbelievable. By Isn't it great? I just talked about it. It's like, you listen to my show. I didn't before it even, I know you never listened to my I show. You talk about it. I didn't, I don't listen to your show. You tell me that all the time. You're like, I listen to the ad read. Good job. I don't listen to the show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. The important stuff. Come on. We just uh, talked about this recording this week about taking time yeah. off. And I was saying, yeah, you know, fortunately for me and in, in the career side, and, and you have people that don't necessarily do this and I'm never turned off. Right. But I'm not there. So I have to act like I'm not there because there's other guys there doing that job that I do when I'm there. When I'm there, I'm on. When I'm off, I'm off. And in the volunteer space, it gets a little more challenging because you could go at any second. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and, you, and, but, and, you, but you have the ability to still step away if you need to. For and, sure. And, you know, and I think, too, like it comes with um, maturity. It comes with years in that you come to realize that it, the place is still going to function without you 
when you walk out the door. And so, you know, I mean, when you're young, I mean, all you want to do is go to fires and all you want to do is run. And you don't care if it's picking up grandma off the sidewalk, a CO alarm or, or freaking two bells on arrival. Right. Like we want to go. We want to run. And it's like, if I'm not there, I'm going to miss opportunity. I'm going to miss this. And there's something about that. And I think early in your career, that's OK. You know, it's OK because you want to be the very best you can at this craft. And I get that. But you also need to find that balance, too. you got to find that time where you can step away. And I think as you mature and, and get a couple of years under your belt and get some experience on the you know street experience under your belt, you know, that's when you start realizing, like, hey, man, I need to take a day and go fishing. I need to take a day and spend it with my kids. I need to, you know, take them to the beach today and do surf lessons. Right. I know that's big with you and your family. Right. Like just certain things that are important and prioritizing the importance. But um not saying that uh, being dialed in and, and living this, it, it is my lifestyle. I love the fire service. It's my job. It's my hobby. It's everything, right? But I have there's come so many other things too. That, right? yeah. And that's it. there's just other things. And you have to remember that, you know, when I got deep in it with 555, you know, Tracy pointed out to me, she's like, you are not being present in your children's life mm. here, but you're not present. And of course, at first that was like, you know, whatever. I'm not listening to you. You don't know anything. Even though I married you and we spend every minute of every day together, I'm not listening to you. But then I kind of started to realize it, you know, that I probably was too dialed into my phone, too dialed into social media, to the comments, to the haters, to the t-shirts. To I had this conversation last night with a friend. Absolutely. And you, you know, have all- to pick that time. Like you even asked me this morning, like, are you working? And I had to think for a second because I actually I was working on the size up Uh, and I'm like, oh, he means am I at work? Like probably. And I'm not. And it worked out this morning where, you know, Tracy and Finn are out. He's getting a haircut. So I'm like, hey, let's jump on here. But I I got a meeting today at one. That's pretty important. That just came up last minute that I took. But then I'm dialing out for the rest of the night because we're going to do stuff together as a family. And it's just that balance. And like you said, it comes with maturity. Um, and when you talk about the job, though, I'm also in that weird spot where I can retire in five years and I am already starting to think about how I have to prepare for that because it's going to be hard. Yeah. I know I can do it and I'm going to walk away. I know that it's got to happen, but it's definitely going to be hard. And I see it in people who I've seen retire or talk about retiring throughout my career. It's a whole you other know, animal. Yeah. It's a whole different world where that's yeah. the day and you walk out that last day and tip you walked out that last day no i think you know there's something there right like and not to go deep into this because this is a whole this could be a whole episode itself but you know if you if you don't have anything else going for you that day you do walk out you have nothing there's nothing left nothing left yeah like and and when you say going for yourself too you know it could be anything it could be that you mow lawns on the side because that's what you like to do it could be whatever you want it to be but you definitely have to have that other thing and you're never going to, you have to have the understanding that you're never going to replace that time. No. Right. You can't replace, you can't go back and replace time. You can't relive things. It's just like the guy saying, you know, talked about it this week on that episode. (laughs) Well, it was so much better when we could ride on the back step. Like, sure. It was better when you could ride on the back step, but it's really good today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, things have changed, but it's still amazing and it's still the best job in the world. So I never want to be the guy to say, like, I want to go back and do it that way. Different than you're doing now, I guess, is, is the word. I don't know. No, how I get it. I mean, we, we I want to make it a negative connotation, right? Bro, we put all the old school stuff on a pedestal. And yet today's firefighter probably couldn't hack the old school way. So I wouldn't want to hack the old school. That's way. My, I mean, that's part of my point. But the other point is, too, is like they would, you know, you would have um, complaints and um shit's written up on you know every type of work condition that wasn't correct like it's just you know big russ big russ when he started on the job they would have to come in in the morning in their class a uniform Mm. go to their locker get changed into their station uniform do the day go back to their locker change into the class a and leave yeah i was like oh my god like yeah yeah and and like you know the thing i'm out the things that we worry about today weren't even a thought then and like they they it was a different time it was a different animal and a lot of people love the the nostalgia of it but when you start talking about the working conditions and how they had to be and and the way they had to act and perform and the duties they had to take care of 
it was nothing like it is today. Dude, I roll the window up at 4 a.m. because it's cold sometimes, like even in the summer where I'm like putting the window right. up because I'm like, I'm cold. These dudes had no uh, roofs on the engine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm out. Crazy. Turn the heat on. Turn the heat on. Where's the heater button? It's so listen, cold. I'm glad the, the size up is working out. You're doing a great job. And I just wanted to get some feedback from you today. And plus, you know, the other thing, too, is, you know, uh, some of our listeners might not tune into it. Um, yeah. And so this this is kind of a, a preemptive way of saying, check it out. Pip's doing some really cool stuff over there. It's different than our show, um, but there's some similarities. Um, I'm trying to get Pip to become a little more different. Um, I want just a little, I'm not different enough. Well, you're, <laughs> that is what I've, that's the first time anyone has ever said that, that no, you're trying to get me to be more different. You're certainly different. I want your, I want your content and, and, um, you know, the format to change up a little bit only because I think it would be more representative of you and what we're trying to do with the size of, but overall, man, you're, you're doing a bang up job. So thanks for being a part of the family. Truly. Let's advertise that too. Hey, listen, if you are a tattoo artist, if you are a surfer, a windsurfer, a parachuter, cigars, whiskey, tattoos, clothing, or BMX, what BMX skateboarding, anything, anything that makes for a good conversation. If you yeah. do uh, trail marathons, you do kayaking, like whatever it is like that's what the size up is like in in I'm Pip, I'm not trying to speak on your behalf but when we created the size up together and we talked about it back and forth and you really came up with the idea and I love the name because the size up itself you could do a whole episode just on why we titled it the size up right because it has everything to do with similarities to the fireground with our initial size up and then our ongoing size up throughout an incident and it's the same thing in life right how do you size yourself up how do you size up people around you and so on so there's a there's a, a a great play on words there that represent very much what you're doing with the channel but if you got a cool story you got something fun to talk about something you do outside of the firehouse that you know makes for good storytelling that's where we want to put it we want to put it on the size up we want to talk about that and uh and and expose you know the the enjoyments of what's out there other than firefighting and and sharing that with other people right yeah. share what you do because if again you're a kayaker you play the guitar in bars on wednesday nights or whatever someone else may want to do that and they want to hear your story yeah they want to hear how to get to that or get into that it's just like you know you do things with the, the folks that you work with on your off days that you're like man i would have never done this if you didn't introduce me to it you know I'm going for everything but golfing because I don't know how I can. I love golf. I'll, I'll carry the golf conversation. That's can no do problem. the golf conversation. Abby. I don't know if I could carry that. I think I just Abby make fun too. too much, but that would be fun. But anything. JP Stogolowski, uh, who um, I finally met at Ragtop a few months ago, but uh, he was on the podcast a while back. He's a tremendous golfer and he talks. It's hilarious. When we were talking to him and he came to Connecticut for like two or three days and they squeezed in at least 36 while he was here at like prestigious courses. I think Yale was one of them and somewhere else he wanted to play. And like, I know JP is passionate about golf and outside of the firehouse and he hits the ball and he hits the ball well. And, uh, and he talks all about it and um, that fuels him. He yeah, loves, right. That's it. Dude, I got guys that are going, you know, there's, there's a foursome on my shift alone. That's all they talk about. I'm oh, like, really? I'm tired yeah. Of hearing about you guys like golf. Like, can we talk about something else? Like you all suck. You're not going to get better. Like, let's go, go do, do go do something else. Oh, I got to, I got to beat him down. It's a New Jersey firehouse. Why can I agree with them? I want to get him to fight on the golf course. I think that would be the better video. Is there's like, nothing, there's nothing better than like those bar stool videos and stuff where guys are running each other over with golf carts or all yeah. hammered on the golf course and just <laughs> all banged up. And, oh, it's freaking hilarious, man. It, it's, Good I've time. seen some, listen, when you get those Monday golf outings with fire departments and cool. cops and, and bars and forget it, man. We have one local, local 17, local 217 yeah. coming up in September. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Probably be an absolute shit show. So it always, they always are. Any of them I've been to. It's fun. It's the worst good. ones we, are the cop we do need. Go to a PBA one. Oh, good Lord. That's a, that's a day and a half. All right, listen, 20 minutes in. Let's go. We're going to flip the topic right now. Top five movies. Go. I can't do that. See, do this it. is what I was saying. I can't because there's so all many. Right, genres, right. So listen, Hold top on. movie of all times. Top movie of all times is The Godfather. Mm, it's good. Top movie of all times. It has everything you need in it. It's not just because I'm Italian and I'm from New Jersey, but it literally all right, has it all. So, all right. So then let's break this down a little bit because I I didn't really put much thought into this other than I was just trying to get you on this morning to record with me. So I just threw that at you. So talking movies real quick. This goes down to every firehouse. We're, we're quoting movies. Most quoted movie in your firehouse. Jaws. Jaws. 
to, oh my God, Hooper drives the boat, chief. You can mm. say that to anything that has to do with a chief in the firehouse. Hooper drives like that. the boat, chief. That's good. You That's can good. do that one. Even, you know, people use, like my kids use that the, you're going to need a bigger boat line. Yeah, all of course. Time. Of course. But I mean, that one gets dropped all the time. But yeah. No, Hooper we drives- actually, I was at dinner last night. Um, I had dinner with a, with a brother and his wife, the four of us, Terry and I, and, and then a, a friend and uh, his wife. And we were chatting about some things and it's going to be somebody that's going to be doing some stuff with national fire radio. So it was kind of like a business dinner, if you will. And we're chatting and jaws came up and we talked about it. And, you know, I always forgot. We always talk about like Christmas movies, like die hard and shit like that. Well, Jaws was July 4th, man. Like yeah. that was July 4th weekend. And that came up in conversation. We were just like cracking up about that. But anyway, that's uh, like one of my favorite uh, July 4th, like social media things is, is you see that Al- today. Alex Kintner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lost his life. <laughs> like, see, I can quote the kid's how name. How many years like, ago, right? Yeah, how many years ago did we lose Alex Kintner? And then you have the then you have the political post with the yes, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. will remain open with the guy with his anchors on the the mayor. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, that's good. Like, I could just go time after time after time with Jaws. There's actually a Broadway play out right now. It was uh, that came over from London. It's called the The Shark Is Broken, um, and it's Hooper's. No, not Hooper. It's uh, Quint's, Quint's son is playing Quint. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't think of his name. Oh, oh dude, there's there's a really great podcast out actually about the making of Jaws. Um, it's like a five episode run. I don't know if Wondery did it, but uh, there's all kinds of backstories that like uh, he hated. Not, the actors didn't get along, so I can't think of his name. Who played who? Uh, who played Quint? Uh, hated Richard Dreyfus, and he was hammered all the time. So he just went at him left and right the whole time that they were filming. So that, so that scene on the boat where they're comparing scars, I bet you that was there was probably some ad lib there too. I bet. Oh yeah, definitely. The ribs were real. I think they even say it like the ribs right. are like real in this scene. That uh, yeah. Well, you could tell that the captain he was bombed in that in that shooting of that scene. I just watched it the other day. I think it was actually last night when I got home. It was on, to be honest. I like we thumb through it. I always stop on it when it's when I'm scrolling through the guide, you know, and it's jaws. I'm like, you gotta stop and see what scene it is, you know. That's the best scene in the movie. That boat scene is by far the best scene. Where they're comparing scars and so on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Well, it's my heart. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He names the girl and she's like, shoot, this is the biggest scar of ours. She broke my heart. Broke yeah, my heart. That, um, well, and that was the climactic build to uh, the next morning where they die. Well, the captain does, right? He gets eaten on his own ship. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the shark yeah. gets him. You know, I also, too, I jumped off the Jaws Bridge out on Martha's Vineyard, and that was one of the coolest things ever. The one, the shark goes under when he goes, yeah. it's like, the shark's in the yeah, pond. Yeah, the shark's in the pond. That's right. Yeah, that yeah. bridge, you can jump off it, even though there's big signs that say, like, don't jump off this bridge. It's illegal. Everybody's jumping off it. The shark is going to kill you. But it was fun jumping off the Jaws Bridge. That was a, like a, almost like a bucket list thing. I didn't know I was going to be a bucket list till I got to do it. This episode's brought to you by the Affordable Standpipe Prop. Let's break it down real quick. Steve and the crew at Affordable Drill Towers is doing it again. They've created this fully custom and fabricated standpipe prop to support the fire service. I'm telling you right now, this is a game-changing piece of training equipment. And I want to hop into it real quick. It is designed with a 4-inch manifold of high-strength galvanized Schedule 10 pipe. The cart and manifold are powder-coated red for a durable finish, meaning it's not just a talking piece. It's not something you tuck away on the shelf. This is a training prop that can be wheeled into the classroom and then brought out onto the training ground. And so let's talk about that. In the classroom, there's nothing better than having a hands-on prop in front of the students, in front of the fire companies that are there to learn about standpipe and FBC connections. Having that prop in the classroom allows for a great instructional lecture. And then from there, take the standpipe theory and translate it to the training grounds. You could wheel the cart out that's on casters. You wheel it out into the parking lot. And that same training prop that you just used hands-on in the classroom can now be used hands-on on the training ground by pumping into it and flowing out of it. It offers such versatility in its approach. It has a two and a half inch Siamese connection, seven two and a half inch outlets, six of which are standpipe valves, has a water motor gong, sprinkler head with a control valve, and a system pressure gauge. You can also upgrade and put three of the most common field adjustable PRVs. I'm telling you right now, this is a game-changing training prop that needs to be in every fire company or training department across the country. 
reach out to Steve and the crew. Info at AffordableDrillTowers.com. Ask for a demo. Ask for information or check them out on social media and YouTube. There's plenty of content out there that shows you exactly what the affordable standpipe prop can do for you. This episode's brought to you by Taylor's Tins. Taylor and his crew at Taylor's Tins have been manufacturing aluminum helmet fronts since 2017. With over 200,000 tins in the market, they are a leader in the helmet front space. Custom design, one-offs to department orders, they can turn them around within 24 to 48 hours. Customer service is what they pride themselves on, and they provide nothing but top-shelf product and service to their customers. Check them out at taylorstins.com and check out their full line of product offering. They've always been a very strong supporter since day one with the National Fire Radio podcast and platform. And Taylor and his crew have become dear friends of ours, and we appreciate the support. And at checkout, for a little extra bonus, use coupon code NFR sent me. That's NFR sent me for a discount on your order. Exclusions do apply. Anyway, check out taylorstins.com. For the latest and greatest offerings from Taylor and his crew. And in the words of Taylor, stop burning up leather. So Jaws is good. Jaws, I didn't realize there's that many quotable lines from Jaws. That doesn't pop up in my life other than you're going to need a bigger boat, typically. Um, I think for me, I I know because being a 46-year-old man and going to college, that Tommy Boy, Billy Madison, all those stupid humor movies uh, are quoted continuously throughout my life. Um, you know, it's just, uh, those are two movies that certainly stand out. Caddyshack is amongst one of my favorites for sure. For sure. For for sure. sure. Anytime it's on, you're watching it. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, that's a good one right there. That is a classic that is on all the time and totally quotable. Like you can quote Morgan Freeman left and right. Yeah. I, I just think it's a very good movie. It's one of those movies that, uh, that sticks with me. Um, it, it tells so many, it tells so many stories in one that it oh. really is like a life story that you can pick up so many things from kind of like Forrest Gump too. You're going to say Forrest Gump. Forrest anywhere? Gump's a great movie. Yeah. It's a great like movie. Soundtrack. The Forrest Gump soundtrack is amazing. That was a double disc. If you bought CDs with you double and I did, I had the double I, disc. <laughs> I had it too, man. Absolutely. And it was a great, great soundtrack for sure. All right. Give me one more movie. Something. Uh, I got to look at my list. So, 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 you know, I did this just popped back up into my life because they're doing something big here in Jersey, but clerks. New Jersey movie, one of the best movies of all Jay, time. Jay Smith, right? I, I assure you, we are open, is what the sign says. I mean, it was yeah. it's not far from my house. Like, or did you think it was good when it first came out, or is it more like a cult classic now? Because I thought it was like that, and then Silent Bob and Jay, right? What, Jay was and it? Silent Bob, yeah. yeah. I didn't get Jay and Silent Bob too like, much. Did you? Yeah, did you? Uh, was I, it didn't resonate with me. Other than Jay it and Silent Jersey. Bob didn't resonate me. Clerks, Mall Rats, and Mall Chasing Rats. Amy the, oh, all Chasing resonated Amy. with me. Yeah, all resonated with me. And I think the first time I saw Clerks, it was one of those. It was kind of like the first time I saw Pulp Fiction. Mm. And I was kind of like, what is going on here? Reservoir then, Dogs. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you watch them and you're like, what is happening? But then you watch them a couple more times and you're like, holy shit. Pulp Fiction is another quotable left and right like you can quote so many things from pulp fiction it's not even funny. Yeah, i wish i was so good that i could whip out the scripture that he always said and i just i can't you know uh, ezekiel 25 yeah, 17 yeah, yeah. Hey, the path of that. the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquity uh, i'm gonna mess I, it up but i used to be able to do that i am impressed i am very much impressed with you i don't have that much brain power this morning to even try to pull that get the big brain on brad it's so great so that oh. line yeah. So that scene, wait, wait, best part of that scene. Now we can talk about that because I can I can break down Pulp Fiction like no other. But the best part of that scene is when he's like talking about what are you eating for breakfast? And he's like, oh, cheeseburgers, the cornerstone of any good breakfast. But then he takes his drink and he sucks it down like, yeah, like I suck everything out of your drink. Just like I'm about to kill you. And I just think that that like when he sucks it down is the best. I freaking love it, man. I didn't I just I, shot Marvin I in the face. I, used, I don't know I Pulp Fiction that well. I just don't know it that well. Um, I've seen it a ton of times. I just I haven't analyzed it like that. Um, two others that pop out at me. One's a little older, but I love it. Fa um, Fast Times at Ridgemont, of course. Yeah, it's right? another Fast classic. Ridgemont High, The Breakfast Club. But the one that I love from my generation, Dazed and Confused. 
That's a good one. Yeah, a lot of quotable lines from that, you know. Days the Days the Confused for me is summed up my high school, like uh my high school years. You know what I mean? Like it really did. Like when we watched that, it came out, I think, in like 94, 95 when I was graduating high school. And like we would watch that getting all banged up, you know, at somebody's house. And then like you would equate each actor to like one of the guys in the groups or one of the girls that you know it runs in your group you know and everybody like was a character in that movie so anyway days confused that's a good one give me one more the goonies i think we talked about it last time the goonies is just up there just with with everything that you wanted to do as a little kid like you wanted to do that and you probably still want to do that like you want to go on that adventure that treasure hunt that doesn't exist i love that growing up man i was such a like a I lived in the woods with my bike, you know, like we just, I loved, ah, man, I, yeah, trying to find stuff. Like it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. But you wanted to, you wanted to know that there was a buried pirate treasure in your town that you could figure out how to get to or something like that, especially with the Goonies. You know, I was just, I was telling Finn, I think it was last night we were talking about it. I was sort of fortunate because uh, my sister was in the Marines and she'll probably kill me for saying this out loud in the early eighties. And, uh, she sent back a VCR. So we had like a top loader VCR before yeah. you could even get VCR tapes type things. But then they became more popular and we got a second VCR. So we started, you know, illegally copying recording. Tapes. Yeah. Copying tapes. So Boot, I had all bootlegging these, movies. Like a library of movies in my house that you everyone would, would come over, like the Rocky movies. We had one, two, three, four. Yeah, all yeah. You, would, you would turn on, you would turn on the tape and the first screen would be this FBI warning, you know, <laughs> reproduction of this. You can go to jail, right? Like, yeah, they're going to come to my house and put me in jail because I'm recording off of this, you know, VHS tape. They're coming like, like Rob, if, if they come in and raid the house, destroy the tapes. Like we got to flush the evidence. There were, there were like the pull out, we had to pull out trays of tapes that sat side. Yeah. 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 The organizers, covered in, right. Yeah. Covered in movies that you'd be able to watch over and over again. And, and that's what we did. You know, it's like another, you know, childhood classic, Willy Wonka on the chocolate factory. Which one? I mean, obviously the original, the original, but, the, original the second, the second one's creepy as fuck. It's really weird. It gets strange. I've seen it a few times though, and I'm like, all right, it's not so bad. And now they're coming out with another one. Uh, I love that. But the original is just, I mean, come on, quotable lines. Like you could quote anything. Oh, like, absolutely. We do snozberries. I, like I make fun of my daughter all the time when she like gets pouty with me, and I'm like, but I want it now. <laughs> Daddy, I want, I want a Oompa Loompa. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I do it, and then she just looks at me, and she's like, and she, like, walks away from me. I'm like, all right, it's assault. Yeah, no problem. You go back to your room now. But you got to show your kids these movies so they get the lines. You know what I mean? Like, the boys quote Jaws. So I was so, to go back to Jaws, I was so excited for the boys to watch Jaws because I'm like, this is going to scare the shit out of them. Like, they're never going to go in the ocean again. Like, I didn't when I was a little kid, like, right? And so we're watching it on the high-def TV, and my little guy, Declan, I guess he's 10 now. So he's probably like eight when I finally was like, okay, we can do this. You guys yeah. won't be like, and he's like, that's so fake. Look at that shark because you can see it in high depth. Meanwhile, I, when we were kids, we were like, oh my God, you know, Dude, I don't think I went in pools after the first time my cousin showed me Jaws. Like, I'm like, I'm not going in that pool. Jaws may be in there. <laughs> it could be, it could be. That's Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters too. Wait, now, see, you got me going. You know, like, okay, but hold on. Ghost, so Ghostbusters was fantastic. I watched like the making of Ghostbusters, which was super cool, right? Yeah. And about how much it was the movies they, that made us did Ghostbusters. They didn't even, yeah, they didn't even know if Bill Murray was going to show up on set like the first day and stuff. Like, really, really cool behind the scenes story about that. I liked the newest one they did. The last one that they did. Yeah, the, the kid from Stranger Things. The, yeah, the really good. The They're coming out with a part yeah. two of that. That was a really good yes. movie. That was a well that done was a movie. Great movie. And then at the end with Ivan Reitman coming in and uh I, no, not I um uh Harold Ramis. Hey, Harold Ramis, yeah. Coming in at the end, like I teared up. Yeah, I, it was I, great. I'll I mean, it, just, it, it was a good movie. I like, thought that was a good movie. I thought yeah, it was they, done pretty well. well. The though the uh girl Ghostbuster one was god awful. They should just they just tried to make a movie. I think I feel like with the Ghostbusters, oh, like one and the last one they made were the best. Yeah. yeah. Everything else was just sandwiched in the middle. I mean, two it wasn't terrible. I mean, it was the Carpathian. Two was only made by Vigo. Vigo. Oh, Vigo. Yeah, Vigo. Yeah, yeah. Like in that in that character, Vigo's little buddy there. Other everything else was stupid. The tub eating the baby and yeah, right. Right, right, right. 
Right. Like the first one just had so many quotable lines. Like another big one we we use at the firehouse all the time is like, I worked in the private sector. They expect mm. results. They expect results. <laughs> that is That's a good line. And that fits very well. Whenever someone's bitching or complaining or something, I'm like, I worked in the private sector. They expect results. You should stay here. <laughs> I love that. That's good. That's good. There are a ton. And I guess like the, the conversation is this too, is like sharing those memories with your families, with your kids, right? Like that's important to me too. We've done that. Um, there's a couple of movies that we've like yelled for the kids to come down. My wife and I are flipping around, something's on. And then we invite them down and all of a sudden we remember like this scene that's coming up is probably the scene to watch with the it. kids. And I we're like, oh, it. Jesus. I just did it with the first vacation movie. We uh, watched the original vacation movie. And two, the other thing is- Classic. Like we've watched these. So I said this early on with my kids, like the first vacation movies on AMC all the time. Well, I don't have cable. So they're going to watch it on HBO Max where it's not cut. So you don't get the, everything yeah, cut out right. of it. So you could see it like we did. And we're watching it and like Declan is looking and I'm like, oh Christ, I did yeah. it again. <laughs> yeah, we've done that so many times. I remember my wife, my our son was home. This is years ago. Uh, or Michael was home and his girlfriend was over and they've been dating for a long time. So she's like part of the family and they've been together now for like 10 years. But at that time they were probably together for like five years already. Fast times at Ridgemont high was on and Terry's like, Oh, we were just talking about it at dinner or something. And Michael had never seen it. So Terry like calls him down. Like they were, I don't know where they were in a the house. They were somewhere. And so they, Jenny and Michael come into the room and Terry's like, Oh, this is fast times. And so they sit on the couch with us to watch for a minute. And it's the scene where she's trying to teach her how to give a blowjob. And I go, are you kidding me? I go, turn this off. Get out of here. I'm like, I look at Terry and Terry's red. Her face is red. And she's like, I can't believe I Whoops. just called him down for that scene. And I go, she's awful. Awful. All right. Listen, a couple ever. more things. Here's, here's a topic that came up the other night with movies. I want to ask you. So I want you to wrap your brain around it. Movies that the, the, uh, multiple episodes, uh, uh, sequels and and prequels and all that, uh, movie series that are good. That not just the first is good and then the rest suck, right? So Rocky up to number four. Rocky up to number four. Yeah, for sure. Everything after four is crap. Um, I liked all the Terminator movies. I think all the Terminator movies good. did a pretty good job of telling that story and staying true to it. Uh. <laughs> Just just talked about this with a future podcast guest, and it's uh it's maybe a little embarrassing for me, but uh, Harry Potter, man, Harry Potter. Listen, that's okay. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. You think they all were good? I guess they were. Yeah, they they definitely all were good. You know, I, I read the books too. Uh, prior to all the movies, I read the every Harry Potter book. Like I was going to be a little wizard, and yeah. not even a little wizard. I was nineteen years old when they came out. Cute. But uh, cute. it was very cute of me reading. Yeah. I, I was actually in the firehouse reading like the last ones, like hidden in my room, so no one would see. You like put another book cover over it, so they would think you're like studying. It's funny in in, the, in my office. There's a TV, and like if Harry Potter's on, I'll just throw Harry Potter on the TV while I'm doing stuff. Like at I think it's socially acceptable for a grown man. I mean, I don't think I'm gonna find myself doing that. I'm not really into wizardry and and Warcraft, but uh, I really am not either. Though honestly, okay, I'm really not. you. And, I hate that. I hate you and your Dungeons and Dragons crew. It's cool. I don't judge what you do on Wednesday nights. I cannot stand the Hobbit. Don't roll your twelve sided dice or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, whatever. I don't believe you for a second. Harry Potter movies were a great series. I'm gonna give you. I'm going to give you a couple. I got Vacation, the whole Vacation series. Yeah, everything was great. European Vacation is fantastic. I think it's underrated. Even, I mean, Christmas Vacation is a staple. It's on every, it's in every house. You can't not not like Christmas Vacation. Everybody quotes that movie, the whole freaking movie. You could, you could literally do the whole script, right? And then I'm not even opposed to Mr. Papa Giorgio with Vegas Vacation. There's some type of allure about Vegas Vacation. Not as good as the other three, but I'm okay with it. Randy Quaid like steals. He's amazing. Vegas vacation. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. With Wayne Newton, where he's like, yeah, I'll wait yeah. for you. Yeah. I'll take Beverly somebody. Angela, she's still got it, man. Still. Kill it. Beverly Angel kills it in every one of those. Yeah. Like, for sure. Yeah, the vacation series was there. That's how actually the best movie. How about this? Die Hard. 
see you got number one is is the best of all time it is a christmas movie which you said before we watch it every christmas akatomi's good the second and one then, are you kidding the me? airport one is yeah. like okay but the airport one was good and then the the one was three and four great and- yeah samuel l's is, samuel l's is, is just as good as the first i think the airport one it just kind of fell off a little bit but then the last one was good too the- i didn't watch that i have to be honest i mean that's the one where bruce willis was with his kid or something like that right I think his kid is in that one. Yeah, I didn't and things like yeah, that. They really updated it from "I'm gonna be a terrorist taking over Nagatomi Towers" to, you know, "I'm gonna be a hacker." I'm gonna take over your email. And shut down the world. Lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, exactly like that. And right. two, you know, another great uh, out of Die Hard one is uh, when the posts come out on social media about the cop being like, you know, tonight this cop's uh, like one Victor two or whatever his number is. Yeah, and that, the guy too, the, the other one, this is Gus over at Nakatomi. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it yeah. down. Yeah. I told you to shut it down. Yeah. Uh, another one for you, Indiana Jones. All great movies. All great movies. The Temple of Doom is my favorite by far from my childhood. I, the Last Crusade, Sean Connery, fan. It's a good one. That's a good one. I didn't see the most recent one, but it got oh, panned. I'm a little worried about it. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like I like Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom is my favorite, though. Yeah. And then the last one I got on my list, which I just watched the other I made my daughter watch two episodes, two, two of them the other night with me because we had nothing going on. John Wick, which just John Wick is wild. It's just good. I mean, it's crazy. That's it. You're just, but I'm like, how many more people can this guy kill? Like, He's it starts amazing. to be a little bit like, you know, the of Matrix. Course, but you're not watching it for the reality of like, you know, you're watching it for like his skills. Like, Keanu Reeves, <laughs> unbelievable. He does most of his stunts, like all the shooting him, all the fighting is him. That's legit, bro. They're good stuff. It's like the Bourne, though. I like the Bourne series. Bourne series, okay. Okay. Only okay. You're only going to give them okay? Like, it's Matt I'm not a huge Jason Bourne. It's Goodwill Hunting, like, Mm. out there killing people. How about them apples? Yeah, I get it. That's a great movie. Goodwill Hunting is a very cool movie. Goodwill Hunting is a good movie. That caught caught us off guard, because at our age, when Goodwill Hunting... Goodwill Hunting came out, at least for me. I'm like, I don't know if I'm into these kind of movies. And then you watch that, and you're like, nope, I'm into these kind of movies. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like, like if it's on and I'm flipping around, I don't know if I would stop on it. All right, what about The Departed then? I don't know it. You don't know The Departed? I know the name. I know the title. I I think I know. Oh my god, get on there and watch. I don't. I don't recall it. I'll be honest. Well, Boston Mafia. It's great. Great quotable lines. Like there's all kinds of quotable lines. You have to watch The Departed. Yeah. Writing that down, man disappointed in you in that one i'm just and it's on all the time kind of like the fifth element with bruce will bruce willis being we could jump back to him bruce willis amazing. dallas multi-pass multi-pass. Dallas dallas multi-pass. yeah um the fifth l i didn't even understand that movie that guy like the the <laughs> black guy walking around like dressed up it's like so a great I, like a I don't know. oh that's a uh, the uh chris tucker yeah, he, that's like, right that's right rod. <laughs> absolutely bizarre absolutely bizarre well, listen, man, fun conversation. That's what this is about, right? Like, I just want to unplug a little bit today. I've been doing so many episodes and guests and so on. And, you know, I I come to realize, too, and I'm realizing more and more that we have the permission with this channel to do what we want. And this is a good conversation. You're like, I'm the boss, dude. It's your well, I mean, that's part of it. But, like, maybe nobody's going to listen to this. Or maybe a lot of people listen to it and, and, and get something out of it. Um, But ultimately, like, sometimes you just got to dumb it down and just have some fun. And uh, that's what we do. But I think we do that too a lot. You know, this is more of like our personal conversations that we have, although we do have a lot of business conversations and serious conversations, but we sprinkle in this stuff just like I'm jumping around with like, no, this movie, then this movie, this line, like you, you, you get all that. And I think it's just a fun thing to do. Like, it's almost like fun Fridays. Like maybe we do this for every Friday or something. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it'll be good. It would be good. Plus, I needed filler because you know we're trying to put out a new episode every day. So thanks for being. It's on. it's it's a lot. You need the filler. The filler. So now wait. So now you're gonna drop another day on me from my Tuesdays to jump in on Fun Fridays. That's right. With our new, our new host good. coming out, then our new host could jump in on these. It'll be good. It'll be fun to have him on board. I don't want to release that yet, but it's fun to start talking about it a little bit. But it's gonna bring um, it's gonna bring some strategy, tactics, leadership, and firefighting to the podcast, which yeah. is cool. 
Um, and I'm excited to share that and even jump on with him a little bit or have you jump on with him and yeah. just talk about some of these things that, that we also like to talk about. But aside from this, like, it's fun to talk about movies. And, you know, I know we could do a whole music one. We could do a whole food oh, yeah. one. And we will. And and that's kind of the, the I think that's kind of the gist of why I wanted to do this today. Right. It was 15, 20 minutes of shop talk about the podcast, what's going on. And then it was the, the rest of it was uh, just banter. You know, and we nailed almost the hour episode without even realizing it. Look so, at that, huh? Not so bad. Good. We may know what we're doing here. I don't really. know what I'm doing. Yeah, I was gonna say I have no idea. You know, do you notice this when you record? Being we're just talking about random stuff, at like the seven minute mark, I'm like, oh my god, are we gonna make it an hour in this conversation? And then you look back again, and you're like, shit, it's like 44 minutes. Like we did it. Like we so even that time went right the beginning goes so slow but then it goes so fast the rest of the time i feel I've, like i've done so many of these now i mean I've, I've probably done i think we have uh like 260 logged but i know i've done well over probably another hundred over that before we started yeah. counting them and stuff so i'm probably like 350 episodes that i've done across the board over the years I've gotten pretty good at like the time management of it. Yes, there are some guests that you're looking at the clock going, are we going to make this right? I've I've cut podcasts off of 45 minutes. We've gone two hours, yeah. right? So it all depends on the topic and the guest. I try to streamline. I say this a lot that I try to keep it to about an hour because about an hour, somebody will listen to the whole thing in one shot, right? Whether they're going to work, coming home from work or just running around town, they can listen to it. It's an hour. I think when we go over an hour, the only way I'll go over an hour with a guest if if, if we're in some heavy stuff or it's good stuff and it's like yeah, you don't want to stop. It will, it will keep, but it will keep the attention of the listener, right? That's the biggest thing. I think when you start talking for over an hour, and one of the biggest things that I never want to do, and it's something important to me, is so many people talk in circles, and I hate talking in circles. Like if I'm with a guest and I'm, I, I try to keep the the pace to match the guest. And I'm also looking at timestamps on the on the board going, OK, 10 minutes in, 20 minutes in at 30 minutes, my halfway point, I need to be halfway through his story. And if I'm not, we need to play catch up. Right. Because you want to give equal parts of his career time to talk about. But then you want to really be able to focus on a couple of key things that he goes into so you could dive into it heavier. So a big part of being a host is just time management, watching the board, understanding the conversation, how to prompt the guest, when to cut the guest off with a with another you know question while he's still talking. But you kind of need to direct the conversation like there's there's kind of an art to it. If you listen, yeah. to, if you listen to some podcasts, um, some people are not that great at that part of it. I'm not saying I am. I'm just conscious of it. And I think over time you get better at it. Um, but it takes a certain individual to be able to have the conversation, but carry it in a way that it's done where others can be interested in it. You know and what I'm saying? It's knowing yeah. when to, I don't want to say stop the guest, but end that topic mm. or get the guest to stretch that topic. And that's that you know there's more. I hate. Yeah. You know that there's more that's going to come out of this, or you just have to be like, all right, and so we're going to move on to this topic, or not saying it that way, but in your head being like, all right, this is, we beat this dead horse enough. Yeah. And you know um, what's I, fun? Like for me, what's really fun is like now I'm getting into guests that like I have no idea who these guys are, right? Other than somebody giving me a name or a lead in, or like, hey, you should talk to this guy. He's great. He's like a mentor of mine or something. And I'm like, great, give me his contact. I'd love to reach out to him or have him reach out, whatever. But like, I'm still interviewing guys that everybody knows in this in the industry but for me it's more important to interview guys that nobody knows because yeah. those guys have the same great stories that other guys have and if we can capture them they're more relatable you know what i'm saying not everybody's on the busiest truck company in new york city and of course everybody wants to hear those war stories and i respect that i want to hear them myself and i want to be the guy to capture those but i also know that that's five percent of the american fire service the other 95 percent are guys that ride in in rural and suburban and smaller cities that have the same struggles, different struggles, but it's similar across the board for the 95%. And those are the stories that I want to tell. Everybody's got a story and I want to capture every single one of them. And that's really what the mission is. 
and and that too is the stuff that you're going to learn more from because you don't have a six man truck company and you don't have seven truck companies on scene and you don't have that, you know? So you want to be listening for those things that you could pick up that tip of being like, you know, I do it this way because there's only three of us, you know, yeah. like type of stuff. And I think that's the fun part of the interviews too. And I'm even finding, and I can, I can only imagine this happens to you too, is that like even today you said something and I'm like, I just talked about that with Brian yeah, on this episode. All the time. Brian said something and I'm like, Oh, we talked, I talked about that with Levi seven episodes ago. What I, what I find happens to me all the time is because I talk so much with guests and I'm listening so much that when it's something pops up, I go, Oh, you should talk to so-and-so like I'm the guy that I'm like the matchmaker now. Right. So like I'm the guy that's putting people together. I'm making relationships happen. I've created so many friendships or talk or talking friends with one another because it's like, oh, this guy, this guy knows this really well. He was just talking about this. You should call him. Here's his number. Get a hold of him. Like to meet this guy. You guys should sit down and talk. Like it's a whole business, dude. Matchmaking. There's shows on Netflix. Indian Matchmaker. Great show. Amazing show. It's my like, like you know, loved it. Loved every minute of see my auntie and her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your word for it. I don't know if I can get there, but I'll take your word. <laughs> it was a great show, man. As was the marvelous Miss Maisel. I don't know if you watched that. But nope, that was... didn't watch that either, and that does nothing. Great show. Yeah. All right, Jerry. No problem. We're gonna do. We're gonna do Netflix TV shows. Like we're gonna do streaming service TV shows soon. So I think that's a good one we could do. I'm my wife and I are binging house right now. Oh, the medical show. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, see, we don't, we don't do medical shows too much. Of course here, not, your you wife's know. like a scientist, doctor, you know, lawyer and everything. Physician assistant. Yeah. But yeah, we don't do many medical shows. Yeah, I, Very rarely do we get into that. It's like in none this... of us watch fire shows. I get it. Yeah. I did watch yes, that I... LA fire rescue the other night. Have you seen that one? The one that's on. I've not seen that NBC yet. No, no. Now on like it's eight... like the live one, right? It's it's kind of like it's, it's post produced, so it's not live like cops. No, but like it's but like, like a... yeah, but they're riding along with engine companies in um, L.A. County, um, and so on. I mean, it's um, a lot of medical runs. Obviously, it's a storytelling. Um, they yeah. were gonna the one I watched the other night. They took in like a one room job girls first fire right like and so on and it was it was um it, this is so this is how my world works right it's like i watch these this show and i'm like they're they're real people they're real firemen and i'm like so i wonder if these people follow national fire radio so then i go on to like instagram and i look them up right and i'm like check this out right so it's like you know opening up avenues for guests down the road but the one guy didn't follow us and he had like a uh he had a scene at the end with his mother where he was talking about some struggles and i actually sent him a message the other night and i said to him i said brother i said uh just want to thank you for that scene in the show i said i don't know what all your what all the struggles are the situation is but you opening yourself up and having a candid conversation with your mother on national television as a firefighter can't be easy. And I said, I appreciate you for being a little vulnerable and, and, and showing emotion. I said, that does wonders for the rest of the community. Um, and I just sent him that message, just DM them. And I'm sure the guy gets, you know, tons of DMs. Now, now he, did. he probably didn't get me before, but now it's like, Oh, yeah, I don't know. But you know, it was, it's recognizing that. Right. And like, you know, I just think it's important. I think we, we need to be able to do that and, and recognize one another for it. So but anyway, yeah, that was it was kind of cool. Dick Wolf. So it's the same guy that did like uh, Law and Order and, and yeah, all yeah. that, too. So, but anyway, yeah, he's got a lot of success. Can we stuff. do can we do one of these on our favorite cops episode? Because that's yeah. a great firehouse show. Like when, when uh, we realized that like, on, it's on 24 hours a day. Yeah. When you could watch the old episodes of cops, there's one with a dude from New Jersey. Oh, my God. The Patterson episode was oh, freaking... call me. Call me Poppy one more time. Oh, my God. That's so, so good. <laughs> so good. It's yeah. the second platoon classic. That was, listen, that was another time in life where you could do that stuff. <laughs> like, it just, you could, like, you can't, you can't do any of the old school cop episodes. I'm surprised they haven't gone back and like, sued all these police, you know, the ACLU and all these. Like it's like just, the chicken Florida with the hair. She has like I, the eighties hair and they're jumping out of the, uh, they're jumping out of the landscaping truck doing like by bus things. Oh my it's God. Awesome. It's so good. Man. It's so good. But anyway, listen, great conversation. Always yeah, fun man. catching up with you. Congratulations on the size of the success you're having, man. Episode 30 Thank coming. Um, wish you the best. And again, we weren't kidding. If you guys lasted through the 50 minutes of this podcast with us, thank you. But I want to, I want to say this, if you have something unique or cool in your life, that's going on, DM the size up, send Pip a message at the size up and let them know, man, BMX, whiskey, cigars, tattoos, fashion, 
parachuting, paragliding, parasailing. I don't get spelunking. You name it. Whatever it, is. Whatever it is, man. You're out in the back of the garbage truck. Let's talk like, uh, you know what I mean? Anything. You name it. We can talk about it because there's other people out there that are going to learn from you. I love it. That's but the cool part of the size up. So let's brother, do it. Thank you. Salad. Love it. Appreciate it. Appreciate Thanks to the sponsors you. too. Thanks to the sponsors. Say that. 100%, um, man. We, you know, this, the sponsors make everything just a little bit easier. But the, the cool thing about the sponsors too is we get to know them. We become friendly with them. They become important to us uh, and we develop relationships with them. And then ultimately too, the, the intent of the relationships with the sponsors is then to make connections and, and get people to them and, and get them to the people. Um, and that, that matters. So yeah, the sponsors are a big part of what we're doing. And lastly, I gotta, I gotta just promote this. I'll push it up right now. The new lid is out the solid, solid brothers, brothers lid, right? So this goes back to the old school throw out from day one uh with the solid brothers um the new hats are out do me a favor run over to smoke show and apparel those are the guys that are managing it for us um it's just a little bit cleaner so i didn't have to do inventory and shipping and all that he's handling all of it tyler and the guys over at smoke show and apparel check them out hit us up get a hat i appreciate the support and uh pip we're out of here man enjoy your friday i'll talk to you you too have a good one appreciate it and guys thank you thanks for listening we do as much as we just go on and on, it seems like we're just talking to each other. We do take you all in mind when we have these conversations. We hope you That's got the best out part of, of it. Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, and so just take this conversation, take it back to the firehouse and talk about it. As stupid as it is, it makes the job better. So anyway, we'll see you at the next one. Enjoy the day. We'll see you. Bye-bye.